Oh, man, bring on the fresh meat, baby. Oh, are we excited to be Phil again? As you heard, uh, I am Mike Parsons. You might know me from such shows as the Guy Gordon Show. Uh, That man over there, if God and Butter mesh their voices, you would get Rich Luzensky. You know him. Oh, too kind. From the traffic reports and uh, multiple commercials. And then there's Dave. You know him from the great Michigan weekend and uh, multiple shows. And, of course, on the ones and twos. Now, Thank you for the nice intro. Yes, you're very welcome. Blake, you're supposed to be on vacation right now, right? And yeah. we and we dragged you in. Yeah, thank this you. This is the best kind of vacation. This mic is all messed up. Yeah, this is a great start to the show, guys. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> all right, go ahead. I, you know Jeez, what? Why'd you sabotage his mic? <laughs> I'm off the board today. That's uh, that's your responsibility. But I got some good news for you, Blake. Um, you, you you have taken over as the board up of the Mitch Album Show. Mm. They still call you Blake the intern today. I am promoting you to Blake the grown-up man. Wow. I, I don't know if I have that kind of jurisdiction. Wow. But what we'll the heck. We'll get Mitch on the horn, and we'll see if it's okay. Yeah, get him up on the horn there. <laughs> see what he's up to anyway. He's at home washing his tights. <laughs> well, we thank them for, we thank Mitch and the crew and everyone for letting us fill in. And uh, this is, to me, this is one of the most underrated weeks um, it, of the whole year. The oh, week my goodness. Between, sure. The week between Christmas and New Year. You uh, you know, you got a whole bunch of uh, gift cards burning a hole in your pocket. You have a whole bunch of uh, money from returns burning a hole in your pocket. You can go to uh, Chili's and, and, and Applebee's and live like a king with all those gift cards. Oh, yeah. But How, uh, how was Christmas for you guys? It was nice. And you know what? We're going to talk about that coming up at 518. I got a question for, for all of our listeners. But I also know this week, uh, it's it's hard to know what day it is unless you're working, mm-hmm. and we're the uh, we're the first show live show since Christmas Eve Eve. So maybe uh, we should check out the headlines and then catch yeah, we people up. Check out the headlines a little there, Michael, on uh, what they've missed this week. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Richard. More start than us off. One thousand two hundred U.S. flights were canceled, and more than five thousand were delayed Sunday, according to Flight Aware. Globally, there were over 2,000 cancellations. Delta and JetBlue each saw over 100 cancellations Sunday. Globally, airlines canceled more than 6,000 flights on Christmas Eve, Christmas and the day after Christmas, according to FlightAware. That includes about 1,700 flights within, into, or out of the United States. Jeez. What a nightmare. Ooh, I now- would not want to be on any of those uh, tarmacs, I tell you. Now, uh, you know, this, this, this has been all the news since uh, Christmas Eve, and uh, I posted something on my socials that I think inspired a lot of people. Uh, I said, with all these flight cancellations trapping busy, career-minded people in their hometowns, there are hundreds if not thousands of real-life Hallmark movie scenarios playing out right now. <laughs> you know, you got the big city banker. Uh, who has to go back to his hometown to take care of some business, and he falls in love with the local uh, director of the uh, Christmas pageant. All these things are happening right now. Wasn't there a Tom Hanks movie uh, that he was stuck in an airport? The Terminal! Yes. Yes, The Terminal. Although you were thinking of of the money pit. But yes, The Terminal is the movie. I hear they're companion pieces. (laughs) He falls in that floor. I love that. You know, I, I think we're kind stuck in the carpet. Uh, now, and, and, of course, all these flights have been uh, delayed, as you said, Richard, or canceled because uh, people are calling in with Omicron. And yes. the latest numbers we have from FlightAware.com uh, says total delays today, 11,545 to add to your, your, your total. Ooh. Total delays into or out of the United States, 4,800. 
2,800 cancellations, and um, yeah, and, and, and that's it. Uh, those are international and, and, and national. And I think we're kind of at a tipping point here mm-hmm. where it seems like, you know, with, with, with all this testing going on and, and the Omicron variant, which so far seems like it's a little more mild, uh, I, I think that we're already seeing these, these, these companies like the, the NFL and, and other entities no longer testing people unless they're symptomatic. Because, I, I mean, the, the, the numbers seem like they're out of control. And it's almost going to be to this point where we can't continue lockdowns or not. So what are my odds? I'm supposed to go. I'm supposed to fly out second week in January. Oh, you're screwed. You're not doing that. Is that is that is that trip not happening? You're not doing that. Yeah. No, 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 no. Second week of January. I don't know. I hate to tell you that's not happening. Because here's the thing. Reports out of South Africa says that uh, Omicron is is kind of on the, the, the downslope. So I don't know. Why are you going to South Africa, Dave? I'm not going to South Africa. I never said I was going to South Africa. Oh, I'd like to see you go to South Africa, though. That'd be something. It'd be like one of those old Bob Hope movies. (laughs) Dave and Richard might go to South Africa. That'd be something, huh? Maybe a Christmas special next year. Maybe a Hallmark Hallmark special. special. There you go. (laughs) Attorneys for five defendants in the alleged plot to kidnap uh, Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer are asking the indictments be dropped because the five men are claiming that it was the FBI, the undercover uh, FBI agents who were egging on the whole thing. Egging on. Yeah, well, this is from the Detroit News. Click on Detroit. Detroit News has it as well. On December 25th, a motion was filed on behalf of the five defendants requesting the indictment against the men be dismissed due to government overreach and misconduct. Uh, The attorneys argued Saturday that paid undercover FBI informants who assisted with the case were actually the ones suggesting and encouraging kidnapping the governor Hmm. and not those charged. Uh, and, of course, it, it is illegal for informants and agents to plan and encourage criminal activity, even as an investigation. And the five defendants face up to life in prison if convicted. This story is just getting weirder and weirder. Certainly is. I mean, it, it already started off weird because the the uh, plan was to kidnap Governor Whitmer, alleged plan, was to uh, kidnap Governor Whitmer and, and, like, have their own tribunal for Crying. Yeah, didn't they want to put her out in a rowboat or something? Something in, like that. In one I don't, of the Great Lakes. Yeah, and then um, the head FBI investigator, uh, he was kicked off the case because him and his he he was facing uh, domestic violence charges really? after him and his wife got home uh, from a swingers party and were arguing. <laughs> so this case is just getting weirder and weirder, and and, and this this might be occupying a lot of our our headlines um, once the new year starts. I'm sure it will be. I, I think that, um, you know, uh, I agree with you. It's just um, the story is just getting more and more uh, just crazy. I didn't so. know about that swingers party. That's something. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to know more about that. You know, it's got all the makings of either a I Hallmark meant, movie. Well, I was going to say not not Hallmark, a, a Lifetime movie. <laughs> yeah, more of a yeah, you're right. Hallmark. It's more yeah. of a Lifetime brand. The delineation between Hallmark and Lifetime is is Hallmark's more uplifting. Lifetime, if the man is handsome and nice in the beginning of the movie, he's definitely the killer. Right. Or or this will be like a really interesting true crime podcast once everything shakes out. I agree. Yeah. Oh my. Yeah. Well, uh, this story uh, is a little weird too. Um, the Detroit Animal Shelter uh, took in almost 500 parakeets last week, and they said that they took in a few hundred more a Sunday morning. Apparently, 
the son of an animal hoarder had called to say he was coming in to surrender between 60 and 80 parakeets. Wow. <laughs> when in reality, Jeez. he had like almost 350 parakeets. Oh, my God. And apparently... Kind his, of undersold that a bit. His, his father <laughs> wanted to breed these birds. Hmm. And they started breeding too fast, Ooh. leading to the situation of getting quickly happens. out of control. Wow. wow. That's a swingers party, maybe. <laughs> That's what was doing it. I have learned way more about parakeet breeding in this segment than I ever cared to know. <laughs> and uh, Kind of got away from them there. We well, like. that lady from Home Alone 2 up on the horn. You know, who had all those birds all on right. yeah. Remember her? You know, one time when my wife and I were looking for houses, we were looking at this really nice house. Uh, and in the basement, there was a secret room. Ooh. And when we opened it, there was just, like, every, the, all the walls were just lined with fish tanks full of minnows. Whoa. And uh, my guess is that they bred minnows, but it freaked my wife out so much, we left the house immediately. Holy cow. Yeah. Well, here's, here's the good part of this story. Fishy. After the birds quarantined for 30 days, we yeah. do not know why they have to quarantine the for 30 days. The birds are quarantining? The birds are quarantined <laughs> for 30 days. Parakeets, are, those parakeets aren't going to last 30 days. Adoptions, you ever buy one from, like, the store? Adoptions will begin on January 23rd. So oh, if anybody wants nice. to adopt these parakeets that yeah. were brought in from a, from a very unhealthy situation... After 30 days of quarantine, which we don't know why they have to quarantine for 30 days, they will be available for adoption. Nothing bums me out more than an animal hoarding situation. I mean, I know they're parakeets, so they're not as cute and cuddly as dogs and cats, but uh, they still don't deserve that. I agree. Yeah. And real quick before we go to break, um, this is what Guy Gordon would call a procedural story, <laughs> but okay. I think it's worth noting. Uh, from the Detroit News... Multiple Michigan rep Republicans have been contacted by the U.S. January 6th Commission. Um, they don't say which six Republican officials. Um, actually, I'm sorry. Uh, it's six It's six officials in Michigan. Three of them are Republicans, mm -hmm. but they will be uh, beckoned by the January 6th committee. And, uh, you know, my guess is that anyone who had any... Uh, contact with former President Donald Trump is going to be um, is going to be contacted by the committee. So just because they have been summoned doesn't necessarily mean they had anything to do with it. Was beckoned your word choice or was it in the article? No, no, oh. I, I uh, that that's oh. my five dollar word for the day. I, I really like that yes. you used beckoned. perhaps summoned. Ooh, yeah. Uh, after the break, we want to talk to you out there. Eight seven seven forty four Mitch. Eight seven seven forty four Mitch. I want to know if COVID changed, altered, or ruined your Christmas plans. It's Mike Parsons, Rich Luzinski, Dave Rieger, Blake. How the hell do we say your last name? It's Mattress Stack. Mattress Mattrazak. I'm going to mess that <laughs> up all day. Shack. I prefer Audio Czar. Mattrazak. The Prodigy. I can do that. On News Talk 760 WJR. All right, and we're going to need your help out there. 877-44-MITCH. 877-44-MITCH. And if not, I guess we'll just talk amongst ourselves. But, you know, there was a lot of hoopla leading up to Christmas about uh, how COVID uh, is, uh, it could change, alter, or ruin people's Christmas plans. Obviously, uh, we heard uh, in Richard's news last uh, segment about all the flight cancellations. Um, and me personally, I, I, I had uh, loved ones who could not come to visit because uh, they were exposed or, or diagnosed with COVID. Um, but I would actually submit that COVID wrecked more havoc with the 2021 holiday season than the 2020 holiday season. Because 
back in 2020, we were all kind of um, resigned to restrictions. We were resigned to smaller gatherings. And I think we all kind of made the deal with ourselves that, okay, let's power through this 2020 holiday season. Let's make sure that we nip this in the bud. And then 2021, things will get back to quote unquote normal, whatever normal is. And uh, we're going to turn up. And that did not seem to be what happened this year. <laughs> I also think you had a lot of uh, interest in the vaccine. It was right on the horizon yes. there. And I think that was fueling people to get more in the mood of being uh, a little more relaxed, less anxiety because of that. Well, that's a great point, Rich, because um, I, I think a lot of people made the mistake, myself included, of thinking that this 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 pandemic was going to be a straight line, mm. right? Like mm-hmm. we started down here and things were just going to get incrementally better. Uh, and, and it looked like it, 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 it was going that way. As you said, Rich, in the spring, people started getting vaccinated. Uh, we had a mostly maskless summer. Um, the fall. The weird thing about fall is that was the only season that felt normal to me in 2020, and it continued along yeah. in 2021. We cruised right into Thanksgiving. Looks like we're going right back to a holly jolly Christmas time, and then boom, yeah. Omicron. Omicron. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, I think that Omicron played a big part in uh, derailing a lot of plans right. for Christmas and uh, moving forward probably for the new year, too. Well, and, and I think that... the. The reason we thought things were, were going to go in a straight line, we knew nothing of, of new variants coming. We knew nothing about breakthrough infections. Uh, we knew nothing about immunity that wears off in, in two to six months. And um, it, it's, we, I mean, we're, we're, we're in somewhat better shape right now, December 27, 2021, than we were in 2020, but not not, not as good of a shape as we thought we would be in. Yeah. And so instead of this thing being a straight line, it's more of a it's more of a zigzag. Mm-hmm. So eight seven seven forty four Mitch eight seven seven forty four Mitch. Did COVID change, alter, or ruin your Christmas plans? Uh, let's go to uh, Greg in Shelby Township. Greg, you're on the Mitch Album Show. Good evening, you guys. Mister Positive here Mr. in the house. Mister Positive, Merry Christmas. What's up? Merry Christmas, everybody. Um, no, because I had the surgery and I'm going in the right direction, you guys. Um, I stayed home with my mom. All we've done is stay recluse. We haven't really gone out. We're eating. It definitely altered everything. But everyone is canceling everything. No one is having parties. Everybody that I know, all friends and relatives, everyone's gotten sick. Everyone... Um, has canceled everything, and it's just a very devastating year, like you said, Michael. It's mm. been a very bad year, and to everybody out there, you got to go for your dreams. Take it from me, because I've been to heck and back, and uh, there's no such thing as an encore. So please go for your dreams, and uh, thanks for taking my call, you guys. All Love right, you Greg. all. Well, you know what? In a weird way, maybe that surgery might have saved you some grief. Oh, maybe. I, I mean, sorry you had to go through, and we wish you a speedy recovery. Certainly. But, uh, you know, if uh, you had to be quarantined anyway, o- away from other people, that might have uh, kept you from being exposed. Uh, let's go to John. John, you're on the Mitch Album Show, 877-44-MITCH. Hey, what's up? Yeah, I'm in Detroit. Uh, so, 
Here, this is actually from a movie. I don't know if anybody will know this. It says, the All-Father wove the sky of your life a long time ago. Go and hide in a hole if you wish, but you won't live one instant longer. Fear profits a man nothing. Uh, my attitude as somebody who is suffering from chronic illness every day of my life is, I don't have time to add more to that. So I've, I've been to family gatherings. We had Thanksgiving with a family and the kids and people who have been there with uh, COVID, that they had COVID and they recovered already. Uh, I haven't got a shot. I haven't had a vaccine. I never wear masks. I don't, I don't sanitize or anything. And I've gone out oh. since before this lockdown happened. And, I mean, go to stores, international markets, everywhere. I, I don't know. Am I lucky? Well, like, what's going on? Like, yeah. I'm not doing it. So yeah, I'm you got a good walk. guardian angel there. I'd yeah. Say. <laughs> I, I, you're not worried about uh, your um, your compromised, uh, you know. Immune system. Uh, yeah. Or? You're not worried about that? Full-time job, I'm not adding to it, no. Hmm. Uh, that's, that's my okay. attitude. Understood. I, I guess that's, you know what, just like you guys said, maybe it's guardian angel, maybe it's God. I guess I'm, I'm, I'm not yeah. necessarily Mr. Religious Guy, but I definitely believe sure. in like God as my higher power. And I believe if it's my time to go, it's my time to go. And I just kind of think, and I'm like, well, what would happen if when it was just the flu or pneumonia, the media covered it as as much as they do now? I don't know. It just it, it just seems sometimes like it's a little bit 24-7 in your face, you know? Yeah. Well, John, thanks for calling in. And, uh, look, I, I mean, full disclosure, I'm going to say it. I, I'm, I'm pro-vaccine. Um, you know, I, I got the booster as soon as I could, um, you know, it, to get the vaccine is your choice. I, I, I wish you would get it, but, you know, everyone's got their reasons for, for not doing it. Uh, best of luck, John, and stay healthy out there. Uh, let's, go to, uh, let's go to David uh, here. Oh, Dave, I'm sorry. We got 60 seconds. Go ahead. Yeah, well, I just uh, I was listening to some of the commentary, and just real quick, I, I don't think that uh, this has anything to do with a virus where 99.97% recover. I don't think this has anything to do with Omicron when you uh, mix up the letters. It spells moronic, which I think is ironic. I think it has everything to do with an interventionist government. Government's the ones that locked us down, forced our kids to wear masks when kids weren't getting sick and make them stay home and drive them nuts. Uh, government was the one that intervened and did all of this stuff that drove everybody to you know, hate each other and divide each other by vax or unvax. No different than black and white, clean and unclean. Gotcha, Dave. Dave, you're a poet. You didn't even know. Yeah, and, and I mean that—that's why a lot of people are against the vaccine. I, I don't necessarily disagree. I, I don't necessarily agree, but that's a great thing about talk radio. We can disagree and discuss it. We'll back for him. Happy to be here filling in for Mitch Elbum this afternoon. Thanks so much for uh, joining us and uh, coming aboard the SS Elbum with the fill-in hosts here. Anchors away! (laughs) We're going to go to Joe, who's on the phone line, our topic right now. Uh, Did COVID ruin or change your holiday plans? Joe, what say you? So we um, actually did a pretty uh, good idea because it's so divided right now. Uh, before our Christmas festivities, we uh, gave everyone a uh, at-home COVID test, mm-hmm. and we ended up having one person who uh, tested positive, and but mm-hmm. at least there wasn't the bickering over whether or not COVID was real, whether or not the vaccine worked. I think we, something terrible happened to Joe. Joe, Joe, are you all right? Joe! That's all right. Well, I, I mean... Being able to uh, get 
multiple COVID at-home tests this time of year with the shortage, that's a Christmas miracle within itself. You know, that's actually what we did in our household. Really? We got all the nieces and nephews, every, everybody in their own household, a couple of hours before coming over, all took COVID tests. And thank goodness they were all negative. Mm-hmm. But actually, it was kind of fun. We were going back and forth with the pictures of the negative tests <laughs> and text message Chasing form. each other around with your little slob. You know, I'm not touching you. I'm not well, touching I you. If, uh, I think if anybody is questioning whether or not the reporting of COVID is real, whether or not the numbers are real. Uh, This tweet that just came out from Adam Schefter is insane. He says, last year, from the start of the regular season through the Super Bowl, there were 262 player positives. There already have been more than 400 player positives just for the month of December alone. They gotta stop using the same shower room. So, <laughs> right, that would help. I mean, yeah, that that just that tells the whole story. Yeah. It's right the there. steam; I mean, it carries the droplets. You know what? I I I wouldn't be surprised. But that's why they stopped testing people unless they're symptomatic because they can't mm. carry on or or continue business. That's uh, a ridiculous stat, Rich. There's something else you want our listeners' help on. Ah, yes, I certainly do. Listen, folks, I love. Junk food. I have an emotional attachment to food, and I know I'm not the only one out there. I'm not saying that to be funny. I'm saying that because it's the truth. My dopamine levels skyrocket when I have fast food. I love the way McDonald's makes me feel. I love the sweet, seductive fizz of their Coke, the salty crunch of their fries, and the unique flavor of their right. ketchup, yep. which I know you're a big fan of. This there, segment's Michael. actually brought to you by McDonald's. <laughs> now I have some blood work done a few months back. And my triglycerides were almost 500. Now, like, 500 is the, where they stop counting. Where So, like, you broke the scale. I did, basically. I was well, I was, I was 467. So I got a little bit of wiggle room. Yeah, there. something named for for next time. But they're supposed to be less than 150 milligrams. Holy! Yeah. Anything above 200 is considered high. Oh, my God. Mine are more than twice that, so I have to make some lifestyle changes. You're otherwise. a thin guy, too. Well, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate <laughs> that. Uh, but uh, the possibility of me having a stroke or a heart attack is certainly more likely. I wanted to know if there's folks out there who have had a similar situation. What did you have to give up? What was it? What was your vice, food-wise, that you had to make an executive decision and put the kibosh on it or else you would die? I know you folks have encountered something like that. 1-877-44-MITCH, 1-877-44-MITCH. If you have something like that, I have a similar story. Mike, I know you had to give up dairy. Yeah, it was actually quite easy because, um, you know, I well, I, I, all throughout my teenage years, I delivered pizzas, and I, I could literally eat pizza every day, and I did. I remember that. And I was a king. You smelled like pizza, too. And the world was my oyster. Thank you. <laughs> it's better than what I smell like now. Um, <laughs> and I think my body just said, that's enough dairy until you're dead, because wow. uh, I really thought something was wrong with me. I mean, I would I remember I, I would just get these stabbing pains. I, I really I thought maybe I had something fatal or I had Crohn's or something and mm-hmm. went to the doctor and they said, well, can't figure out what it is. You're just going to have to uh, you're just going to have to pay attention to what you eat and what makes you feel like dying. I'm and like, you did that through troubleshooting. I, I did. And it turned out that it was it was some dairy, not all dairy. OK. Um, you know, cheese, ice cream, uh, just regular milk. And the way I was able to give it up was because when I ate it, it made me feel like I was dying. Yeah, so That was a pretty good so, catalyst yeah, to make you stop doing my it. My body had a little, like, 
ta- internal taser. They'll say, uh-uh, don't mm-hmm. eat that. Mm-hmm. Don't eat that. But, uh, man, sometimes I feel like risking it all, putting all my vacation days together and just going crazy <laughs> on a Jets pizza with ranch and just, like, deal with the consequences for the next month. That's right. You were big on the ranch. I remember oh, that. That's probably another reason my body doesn't digest dairy anymore. It's different with smoking and drinking because food is essential for life. Right. It's part of you your can daily life. It. Right. You have to eat. And when it becomes something like that and you derive such pleasure off of something that you have to do every day and then all of a sudden this habit, something that you've come to love and something that changes your whole uh, feeling during the day suddenly goes away. I just wonder how people deal with that. I'm having such a tough time. Right now, I would love to crack open a Coke and just chug it. Right. It's very seductive. Mm-hmm. 877-44-MITCH, 877-44-MITCH, whether it was drinking, whether it was smoking, whether it's any... It didn't even have to be necessarily a diagnosed addiction, just something that you were dependent on, that you were able to break the habit. And did you stop cold turkey? Like, what did you do? Did you have to work yourself up, wean yourself off, so to speak? Yeah. Which, I, yeah, I, I don't I mean, look, they make, they, they make a patch for cigarettes, uh, but they don't make a patch for junk food. You're exactly mm-hmm. right. And I think that... Uh, you know, because like you said, Rich, it's 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 your body rewarding yourself right. with the happiness chemical. And, right. and I know that I fall into this trap a lot. I'm out running an errand, and I do one thing I'm supposed to do, and I'm like, you know, I'm gonna go uh, right. reward myself with a twenty ounce and a hot dog from Seven right. Eleven. I do the exact same thing. Yeah. I do the exact same thing, and I know, I know, obviously, everyone doesn't suffer that, but I know there's got to be people out there. Who have that special moment during their day where they have a love affair with food. 87744Mitch. Please somebody save my Richard's life. <laughs> uh, we got John. John, oh, you're on the John. Mitch Album Show. Thanks for calling, John. Hey there, how are we doing today? Great, Great John. We're having a blast. Up, John? Well, look, uh, I've been listening to your show here, and uh, I'm kind of dealing with the same issues, uh, super high on the low uh, LDL cholesterol yeah. I'm definitely looking for some HDL and uh, mm-hmm. they've got me on uh, Lipitor and but basically I've been cutting back on the the uh, the eggs and the cheeses and you know just reducing my red meat content and you know my levels have gone way down oh right? good excellent so it can be done and so what is it just willpower John, or do you have like a trick? Yeah, that how do you could help kill her? that voice in your head that says, "Eat this, eat this"? You're gonna love it. I mean, egg whites in lieu of standard omelets. Uh, I just try not to, you know, like maybe once a week I'll do, uh, you know, eggs and bacon instead of like every other day. day. Right. Okay, I mean, so you do have a cheat day. That's you know, just, great. I mean, I, I don't cut it entirely because what fun would that be? Right. Right. <laughs> right. John, thank you for the phone call and Appreciate for the that. advice. Yeah, it sounds like maybe some substitutions. Uh, I remember, I don't do New Year's resolutions, but I remember one year I said to myself, okay, I'm not going to eat healthier. I'm just going to force myself to eat a certain amount of healthy food a day, ah. and then hopefully I'd be, be full. You're going to augment your daily diet with more right. fruits and vegetables. And I was doing okay, but that was the year we got COVID, and obviously that was the universe <laughs> saying that it wants me to eat McDonald's. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, oh, we got to take a break. <laughs> it's uh, the Mitch Album Show with Mike, Rich, and Dave here on WJR. I need to apologize to Blake, the grown-up man here, uh, who has come in so graciously on his vacation to run the board for us. My goodness. Uh, last segment, uh, we were trying to uh, help Richard lower his triglycerides, uh, wean him off fast food, and we were wondering if uh, anyone out there had any hints on breaking uh, something that they're dependent on. And Blake was uh, grinding so hard, multitasking, answering the phones, that he had a comment that could change Richard's life, and we just glossed right over it. it so go could. ahead, Blake. It could. Pro- probably Lay not, it on it me, could. my man. So when I got engaged, you know, four, six months ago, I decided that I also needed to make some changes. Because oh. I was pushing, like, 310 pounds. Really? I was like... I was like, this you is not a good it. look. It's all muscle. Well, yeah. I, I started working out, going to the gym, and I changed my eating habits. And I didn't make, like, a drastic change eating-wise. Mm-hmm. I just decided I'm just going to cut out fast food for the most part because, obviously, with the schedule, all of us working on radio, we yeah. we know how hard it is. to. Sure. But that that's all I did. I just was like, I got to start working out. I work out twice a week, so it's not, like, good anything for you. crazy. And then just, you know, trying to be conscious of what I'm right. eating, not necessarily changing everything. Though. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if you just had to kind of ballpark it, looking at Rich, do you think you could beat him in an arm wrestling contest now since you've gone How to the gym? How much can I you have, bench press? I have horrible shoulders. I've mm, had okay. shoulder surgery on my right one, All right. and I need it on the left. So Ooh. I would say no. So I, I know your kryptonite. Yes. Use your forearm. Stop making excuses. That's true. <laughs> yeah. But I've lost, since that point, it was late July, I've lost, I think, 30 pounds. Wow. I was at 310. Nice. Hit that applause for yourself, Blake, the grown-up man. Oh, and now I'm at around 272. Holy so. cow. Good for you, Blake. That's terrific. Blake in there. Always bringing the uh, uh, creativity and inspiration. Oh, he's what I was fabulous. He's fabulous. Yeah. I guess it's not creative. A lot of people go to the gym and lose weight. So the inspiration, I should say. He's an invaluable part to the team. Yes. So, and to, weight, to my weight loss journey. Right. And so this time next year, we hope Rich's triglycerides are around 410. Small. <laughs> Small improvements. <laughs> yeah. Have you gotten updated numbers since you have? No, uh, I go January fourth. Uh, okay. Yeah. So January fourth, when you go, then we'll have updated numbers on if what you've been doing has been working. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'll right. keep you posted. Fantastic. Okay. In the meantime, Dave scours the internet for some stories that we might have missed in the headlines. So, Dave, the floor is yours. Uh, appreciate that. One thing I do want to say to Rich is someone who has had a little bit of experience with um, having to lose weight, um, you don't want to go cold turkey. Oh. So you do want to give yourself uh, a, a change that is um, you manageable. Know, maybe, yeah, maybe because emotionally, if you go if you go cold turkey, you'll, you'll fall back off the wagon mm. and it'll work for a little while. And then you will crash. Uh, so, from the text line tonight, you three are helping me break my addiction to c- talk radio. So, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that from? Let me guess. I'll take one guess. All I'm going to say is nobody listen to all talk with Tom Jordan and Kevin. Exactly. Only listen when Tom's talking, exactly. not when, when Kevin's talking. They, what people, it got to be Kevin Dietz. What people don't know is that Kevin is great at roasting Dave. Oh, man. All right, Dave. What, what kind of right, weird so, stuff do you got for us today? I don't know how many people caught this story from last week. but uh, So Wheel of Fortune, 
had a contestant on that made it to the bonus round. I think it was uh, Tuesday night's episode. And while she correctly did answer the puzzle, there was a little bit of controversy. And I think Blake has the audio, so you can hear what happened. What are you doing is the category. You have 10 <laughs> seconds to try to talk it out. Right. Good luck. Choosing the right card. Choosing the right... Getting there. Word. You know, this one's tough because you, you said all the right words, including the word word, but mm. as you know, it's got to be more or less continuous. Well, it we'll was allow for a little pause, but not four or five <laughs> seconds. I'm sorry, did a good job of getting it, but, but we can't give you the prize, and it was... The Audi. Oh. Oh, we could have snuck like a little five second sponsor in. We could have. <laughs> okay. <laughs> pause. The, yeah. We, let's the, try, hey, Blake, let's try that. Why don't you play that again in <laughs> that little pause? See if he can get like, uh, you're listening to the Mitch album show. Yeah. Let's see, hear it. A little what production. Doing is the category. Okay. You have 10 seconds to try to talk it out. Good luck. Choosing the right card. Choosing the right. Hit it. You know, the Lions want a key. You know, this one's tough because you, you said all the right words, including the word word, but as you know, it's got to be more or less continuous. We'll, we'll you know. allow for a little pause, but not four or five seconds. I'm sorry, did a good job in getting it, but, but we can't give you the prize, and it was... The Audi. Oh. Oh, man. You know, sometimes things work uh, out better in your head than in practice. Sure. There, I have multiple problems with this story. Well, she no, said the no, right number thing. Number one. She, she paused got, for three seconds. She got the answer before the buzzer. I love seeing you so okay? exercised. That was, that was the first thing. Dave wakes The second up. thing is Pat Sajak seemed real disappointed that she lost. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, so sorry. You know, my, oh, look, it was the Audi. You know what Right. That's the cruelest thing about these talk shows. Let's, let's, let's show you what you could have won. Right. I mean, yeah. okay, and she handled it. Okay, I would have gone crazy. Mm -hmm. Now, maybe she did, and it was edited out, but yeah. she seemed very calm. But so social media went nuts. As they should. Okay. Mm -hmm. And Sick the mob and, on Sajak until and, justice has been served. So um, just to follow up yeah. on the story, so guess what? Audi comes to the rescue, and Audi is giving her the car anyway. Oh, no Fantastic. Well, so that that's, is great. A, that's a great yeah. you know, a happy so ending to the story. Tara Rush, um, she's the chief marketing officer from Audi. She said that they were thrilled to gift, and Charlene was the lady's name, Charlene Rubush. If I'm mm. pronouncing her last name yeah. right. And she said, practice. she said, it is the season of giving, and after all, technicality or not, we're always eager to share a bit of Audi magic and cheer. Oh, yeah. What do you so, think the average RPM is on that wheel when they spin it? I don't think they use RPM. They're they're European, know. so whatever the metric RPM is what they wait, do. Wait, I think he's talking on about the wheel. Oh, 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 my mistake. Wheel. My okay. mistake. Faster yeah. or slower than the wheel they have on the Price is Right? What do you think? Would, it's slower. Here's the thing about the Price is Right wheel. It's more mass. Well, you'll get these like buff dudes who just like spin that thing super fast. Yeah. The wheel the wheel doesn't spin that fast on Wheel of Fortune. Quick, you're Rush. right. You're right. Good move by Audi because oh, yeah. sure. I mean, they just bought themselves like a million dollars of good publicity for the, I mean, the yeah. price of one vehicle. Does she I'm have it. to pay taxes on that? Oh, oh good. I'm sure she'll have to, yes. That's the other catch. I'm, sure I'm out. I don't to, want yes. the car. Can Will you? she have to fill <laughs> well, it up with gas? So the, yeah. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Just so, so, hey, thanks for this albatross around so my neck, so Audi. You know, Blake, the, the Audi that she won starts <laughs> the at 35.9. Oh. 
Well, so it's, 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 yeah. it's, it's, it's yeah. up there. Tax title thirty-five nine. Yeah, That's gonna kill you. Can you sell these? So. Because I would, you know, like imagine showing up to like Oprah's favorite things, and you think you're just gonna watch a nice Oprah show, and she says, "You get a car." Well, okay. You know, I thought I was going to Chicago to watch a, a, a taping of the Oprah Winfrey show. Now I've got like this tax bill hanging around my she neck. Also, can you flip those things? She also had right. an additional sixteen five in winnings too. Oh wow! Oh, so, so she can cover the taxes. Yeah. I so, melt mine well, down for scrap metal. Pay taxes on the winnings too. That's true. She's gonna have a big tax bill, but where's that shot at? Is it doesn't matter. She got the car. All all's well that ends. <laughs> that was a legitimate well. question. I thought. Come yeah. on. Come on. No. <laughs> I have so many questions. Worry about the taxes. Yeah. Well, hey. It's the it feel, was a good it's a, story. It's the feel good story of the season, holiday season. Dave, you really need to re- you really need to think these feel good stories out, and perhaps take some fiscal responsibility <laughs> lessons from young yeah. Blake over there. Yeah. Apparently, uh, right. next topic. Uh, next topic. I don't know about uh, Omicron and uh, staying away from crowded uh, areas, but Spider Man No Way Home. Mm. They just sold. They just. A hundred billion, one billion dollars in box office. Really? Wow. Are you kidding me? So I, I, guess first people, one. I guess people are going to the movie theater. Yeah, oh, yeah. the first billion dollar movie of the uh, pan or post pandemic, yes. whatever. Since yeah. since COVID shut everything down, yeah. that is great news. Yeah. Oh my gosh! So Marvel does it again, and uh, you know, you were talking earlier about about you know staying away from uh, different things and how COVID might have re- changed your Christmas plans so mm-hmm. the get-togethers. Apparently, people are going to the movie theater because good, that good, movie good. was only in theaters. I do not think it was available on stream. No. I'm telling you, it's the best place to go during COVID-19, especially in theaters with giant auditoriums. Right. It's all spaced out. Well, and, and though that is good news, it's showing things are getting back to normal in one walk of life. I think we're going to see a lot less billion-dollar movies just because you're seeing a lot of yeah. movies opening up in theaters and on streaming. Right. And I don't know how they make money off the streaming. It's above my pay grade. But that's good to hear. And it's funny... We were talking about this before the show, Rich. Uh, you know, these shutdowns have given normal, everyday things feelings of nostalgia. Like, yeah. I, I go to the movies now. You know, it was a year away from the movies, and now when I go there, I feel like I'm a teenager again. Right. And right. I like like it that much more. It's kind of cool. Yeah. I have to say. One hour down, fellas. One to go. We're halfway there. It's the Mitch Album Show. Thanks for uh, sticking with us. When we come back Dave's going to take hour, his shirt off. We're going to be giving something away worth tens of thousands of dollars. And it's not Dave with his shirt off. That's not worth Who knows? We have an hour left. We'll be back. It's worth much more. And we're having a blast doing it. Thank you. Get off my lap, Dave. The show's starting. All right. What what did you guys watch that HR video? For Pete's sake. (laughs) We're having a good time. By the way, uh, since I have promoted Blake the intern to to Blake the grown-up man, he scolded me during the break. Oh, yeah. I liked that. Yeah. Blake, what did I do? You were naughty. I don't know. What did I, what happened? Oh, you, you, you had a problem with what I said right before we went to break. <laughs> I don't I'm, remember. All right. I'm so, you told me. I have the brain of a cat. Yeah. <laughs> I said that we'll be giving. Uh, we'll, we'll be oh, giving. Yeah. yeah. And Blake, what are you doing walking out of the studio and having oh, come? Whoa. And listen then, to this guy's and then, head. And then screw up my trousers. Oh, oh, everyone oh, under the bus. Okay. So okay. Me under the bus. Okay. Come on, man. Okay. This is not. Come on. This is not your This was not my aim. Seriously. This is what Dave does. Dave makes a mistake, then he finds ways to blame other people. I don't deserve this. Yes. We will be giving you, the listener, something very valuable at 618. There was some question whether. Whether I could put a mo- money 
value on it. I'm just going to say you're going to want to be listening. We're going to be giving you an opportunity worth a lot of that people pay a lot of money for. That's true. And we we're going to have our friend Blaine Fowler help mm-hmm. us with it. Six eighteen. Make sure mm-hmm. you're listening. I can't wait. In the meantime. <laughs> Uh, let's uh, catch people up on what they might have missed uh, celebrating the holidays. Attorneys for the defendants. Whoa. Wait. Wait, Look Wait can we use this? I think so. Do I, we have the right? I asked Kevin. I don't know. Kevin's going to sue us. <laughs> okay. You know, hey, you know what, Blake? It's your funeral. Keep keep it going. Keep it Beautiful. going. Beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, Mike Parsons and uh, the News Talk 760 WJR are not liable for any copyright infringement. <laughs> Nice which disclaimer, may, Michael. Which may have taken place during this music bed. All right, let it ride. Attorneys for the defendants in the alleged plot to kidnap Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer are requesting the indictment be dropped for five men charged in the case, arguing that the government orchestrated the plot and entrapped those accused. Right. Hmm. So they're saying that the FBI agents... <laughs> <laughs> the FBI agents entrapped them because... Um, they were, you know, investigating whether these people were, in fact, trying to kidnap the governor. And these defendants are saying that they're the the FBI, the FBI agents were the ones planning it and encouraging them. And they just went along with it. Right. Huh. What an I, interesting case to make. I mean, you still could have said no. But, sure. you know, in a court of law, I guess you, you can't do that as a... Uh, is a law enforcement official. Wow. And we talked about it last hour. This thing gets weirder and weirder. It's a soap opera. You mentioned those swingers. Right. The, that the, was cool. The, <laughs> right. See, now you're going to be following this closely. I yeah. Will. The, uh, yes, I will be. The lead FBI agent. I say I will, yes. Uh, on this case was taken off the case uh, because he got into some <laughs> legal trouble after a domestic uh, violence accusation when him and his wife got into an argument after a swingers party. Yeah, just just for the record, I I don't like the fact that there was a, a violence involved. Right. You, but you're like the fact there was a swingers party. I am intrigued somewhere by in the, the state swingers of Michigan. party. Right. Yes, you disavow the violence. Correct. Okay. Any swingers out there want to give Rich an address eight seven seven forty four Mitch? <laughs> He'd be into it, I'm sure. <laughs> Dave. All right, so I'm going to, uh, so, you know, uh, Michael did give me this story that he wanted read in the headlines, but I'm going to switch this up. What? And I'm going to change Oh, it. my God. He's pulling the carpet up. We're going to have According to CNN right now, the yeah. CDC shortens COVID isolation period from 10 days to five if people don't have symptoms oh. and continue wearing masks. Oh, okay. okay. That's so, cool. I want, I want to know your thoughts on this. Mine? Your thoughts, Michael. That's and breaking Rich. news. And Blake, if you My thoughts is I want run. you to read the damn story I gave you. No. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm, no, I'm, good, good I'm choice, changing Rick. it up. Good, good choice, Dave. You are a producer by trade, and that's Thank really shining much. through right go. now. That was great. Yeah, it, it goes back to what I was saying last hour with all the flight cancellations. I, I think that, uh, you know, people are not going to lock down again. Uh, the public doesn't have an appetite for it. Politicians don't have the stomach for it yeah. because we're, we're we're heading into midterms. Um, so far, everything we've heard about the Omicron variant is that it is milder, hmm. and I think I, I think the pendulum's going to swing the other way. The NFL stopped testing asymptomatic people because they couldn't do business under the current rules, and uh, that's that that seems to be kind of extending itself now to the CDC ruling. Yeah. But the question is, if you don't have symptoms and you and you don't get tested, 
how are you going to know if yeah. you have it to wait the five days instead that's of the ten true. days? That's true. That's true. Well, I mean, there, there are other scenarios where asymptomatic people get tested. I mean, say someone at your workplace gets it, and if you come in close contact, you might have to. That's very true. So, But you see my point that this not testing of asymptomatic uh, people, does is this, is this a little irresponsible? Uh, I don't know. I like it's how a, it's much a, of a watchdog you are, Dave. That's cool. It's a bit above my pay grade. The uh, Like I said, Omicron, there's good news and bad news. The, the good news about it being mild is that people aren't going to get as sick. They won't have to go to the hospital. There'll be less people dying. The bad news is it's mild, so you could be spreading it without knowing it to people who might have a hard time so with it. get vaccinated. Now, what if this is the way that it is from, like, now on? Each new permutation of it is milder and milder until it becomes, like, a common cold. Would that necessarily be that bad? I don't think so. No, I mean, as long as it's milder. Yeah. I, I mean, so if we'll we could see. Get, if we could get everybody to get vaccinated and boosted, yeah. Yeah. It would be okay. Well, but, hey, I'm I'm pro-vax, too. I'm, what can yeah. I say? I'm, I'm boosted. So anyway, before I, I move booster. before I move on to my story, uh, the, the story Dave threw away is that there are uh, <laughs> three Republicans from Michigan who are being called in to uh, uh, talk to the January 6th commission. Not really a, a, a groundbreaking story. It's in the trash. He literally threw it away. I yeah. see it right now. Yeah. Well, <laughs> all right, Dave, way to be a team player. All right. So I'm, I'm sure everybody is. There is an m and &E team, right? What's that? There is an M and E and team, right? It's okay. my turn to read the news, Dave. Okay. Um, wow. You guys are all familiar with the Let's Go Brandon phenomenon, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, for those that don't know, Let's Go Brandon, it's a stand-in for F-word Joe Biden. Um, what happened back in October, um, some guy named Brandon Brown won a race, a NASCAR race, and he was being interviewed on NBC. The crowd was chanting F Joe Biden. And the young lady interviewing him either mistakenly by mistake or she was trying to cover up an FCC violation said that the whole crowd was chanting, uh, let's go, Brandon. Mm. So whenever you see someone say, let's go, Brandon, they're saying blank Joe Biden. Uh, so this Brandon Brown guy, I feel bad for him because he's saying that he's having a hard time oh. getting sponsorships mm. because of this. Mm. And... You know, he says it's hard for brands to want to attach to somebody who might be divisive. Sure. If I'm going to divide Coca-Cola, why would they want to talk to me? He told uh, the Sports Business Journal. I feel bad for the guy. I mean, he hasn't really embraced it. Uh, he didn't start it. Sure. He's kind of a victim of circumstance, and now he's, he's, he's paying the price. Yeah. I don't know if you guys saw this, uh, but I guess Joe Biden was doing this live stream for, for NORAD Santa Tracker. Which, Did he know he was doing it? <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm about to play you a clip, and uh, it, it, it kind of puts that in doubt. But um, <laughs> I can't wait to hear it. A fella from Oregon named Jared Schmeck uh, was on oh, the live funny. was on the live stream with Joe Biden and Joe Biden. It's part of that NORAD Santa Tracker thing, mm. and um, <laughs> that's cool. And and he went on, and they're having a nice conversation, and this is how he ended it. I hope you have a wonderful hey, Christmas. Well, yeah, I hope you guys have a wonderful Christmas as well. Oh, Merry thanks. Christmas, and let's go, Brandon. <laughs> oh. oh, I I, he, I I don't know if he got cut off. Joe Biden doesn't know what it means. He goes, I agree. Oh, so, <laughs> so look, 
Is it childish? Yes. It's funny. Yes. It's what I would have d- done. No. That's cute. But you know what? I, I, regardless of your politics, I, I appreciate a good Baba Booey. Sure. And he got Baba Booey. Well, now this guy's walking it back, saying that it was a joke. And now he's saying, I'm being attacked for utilizing my freedom of speech. Mm, no, 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 no. Do you guys have those people on your social media media accounts who post something that knows inflammatory and then they like play the victim after that? I, I do it. Oh, well, yeah. Well, apparently, no one's got a sense of humor and my First Amendment right. Yeah. You know what? People are exercising their First Amendment right to uh, tell you that they think you're an idiot. Mm-hmm. Nothing um, like uh, sitting behind a computer and talking trash to somebody instead of actually right. doing it in person. So, so look, I, I mean, here's the thing. You have the stones to do it. Just have the stones to stand behind it. I, yeah. I mean, like I said, regardless of, of your political affiliation, it was a good troll. And... Uh, and just own it. Don't don't try to try to victimize yourself because it doesn't it doesn't fly. Uh, we have to take a quick break. Stay tuned. We gotta go, Michael. Because on the other side of the break, our friend Blaine Fowler is going to help us give our listeners something very very valuable for Christmas. It's Mitch Album Show. Exciting. News Talk seven sixty WJR. Nice to be with you. Thank you so much for climbing aboard the SS fill in album here. <laughs> That's very good, Michael. Uh, get it well, it's well, foggy well. out. Yeah, I see that. Oh my goodness, is it ever? You could get lost out there. Everyone, please be careful on the roadways. Anywhere you are now, uh limited visibility, so please, please, please be careful. Uh now nearly everyone I know, folks, has some burning desire to do something else other than their day-to-day job, if they aren't already doing it, that is. And often this manifests itself in the form of a hobby. Uh, somehow you you channel that passion into something else. And I know that there's a lot of folks out there who might uh, work at an office during the day, and then at night they play with their band or something like that. So if you have one of these little expressions of creativity... And you'd like to share it with us here on the Mitch Album Show. This is what we're giving away for free. Free promotion. Free promotion. Uh, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. one eight seven seven forty four mitch It's one eight seven seven forty four mitch Tell us about your creative endeavor. We'd love to hear about it. We'd love to promote your uh, website or your YouTube page, whatever it happens to be. Your YouTube channel, I should say. Could be macrame, whatever you're passionate about, sure. whatever you're selling, we are buying. Your Twitch, if you're uh, maybe. Sure. Absolutely. Could be little macaroni figures if you make them. His voice can be heard on our sister station every morning on 96.3 WDVD. And now that same voice will grace a new album of music due out at the beginning of February. Blaine Fowler of the Blaine Fowler Morning Show joins us to discuss a creative endeavor and what I imagine was a labor of love. Here's a little bit of it. Blaine, thanks for joining us on the album show to discuss your own little album. I know this isn't the kind of AM you're used to. We're, we're just, used to the morning AM. We're pulling everyone off vacation oh for the show. Oh, my goodness. No so kidding. Blaine, I, guys, it's a pleasure to be on. Thank you for reaching out and having me on. I really do appreciate it. And you're absolutely right, Rich. It just started as this is something I've been doing since I was a kid. I've been playing instruments, uh, played drums as a kid, played piano, uh, just enough to know. Oh, you played piano, too. Playing, I didn't know that. Yeah, but, but like I said, just enough to know. 
show me a C chord. Here's a C chord. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, switch to guitar at some point and bass. And then through radio, I'm exposed to all these different technologies. And I'm just sitting down in my basement writing and recording songs. I'm like, well, I might as well release them. Yeah. You know, what the heck? Why not? So, Blaine, is this a uh, is this a solo project or is this uh, a group effort with uh, your already somewhat locally famous band, the Blaine Fowler Experience? This is yeah, no, no, this is not a BFE production. Ah. This is just a this is just a B. <laughs> and has this caused tension within the BFE? That's a good question. No, man. the other guys in the BFE know that I'm a control freak because they're in a band with me. <laughs> And they they understand. No, I mean, honestly, I, I've talked to them about it, and I'm just kind of like, yeah. I got, like, six songs done for the next album. They're like, sweet, you want to play them? I'm like, ah, let's just keep playing cover because nobody wants to hear my crap. Right. <laughs> well, you know, sneak one in between uh, Two Tickets to Paradise and, uh, right. and yeah. Fall Up. Well, I have, uh, I have uh, been lucky enough to be at a few uh, functions yeah. with Blaine. And where he's done some uh, pretty awesome kiss karaoke. Mm. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, the new is always a good time. Guy can rock it in the new song. And if I say these numbers wrong, feel free to correct me, Blaine. Four nine seven eight three. I'm coming home. You hit a pretty, a, a, a pretty big high note there in the hook. Oh, thank you. Yeah, uh, very yeah. impressive. Uh, now, and no auto tune at all because I don't have the. I won't pay for the software, guys. Well, mm. and that's why you got to buy this album so that Blaine can can <laughs> afford auto tune. Exactly. You know Absolutely. what? Tell Blaine. Let's start a GoFundMe. Auto tune. Hook him up. Come on. Come on. Come on. You know, now, Rich and I were uh, listening through the album, and there are some uh, yeah. uh, there are some songs with some 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 personal subject matter mm-hmm. on there. Uh, and and I've got no concept of this because I'm not musical. Is it is it easier to open up with with some things through through song than other ways? Even though you talk for a living, I mean, I'm probably the wrong guy to ask because, like you said, I talk for a living. So I kind of do this every morning. I open up a little bit on the radio, um, but it, yeah, it you know it makes it um, it's more therapeutic. Mm. I'll say that. Yeah. It's definitely like this there's a line in the song four nine seven eight three I'm coming home where I talk about my brother who passed away last January. Mm-hmm. And I I say, you know, my, my brother passed, I held his hand, he, he was always the kind of generous man. I still see that bastard everywhere. <laughs> and and that's something I would say to him if right. he were here. I mean, you know, it, 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 and it and honestly every time I hear that line I get a little choked up. Sure. Um but it's it's yeah, it, it's very very therapeutic and, and in a very positive way. So I, I'm blessed to do it. Blaine, when, when you sit down to write these songs, a uh, little bit of the process, do you do the, the music first? Do you do the lyrics first? How does it, always, how does it, how does it go together? Music. Mm. Always music. Mm. And honestly, when I write a song, it's usually I'm goofing around waiting for my computer to do what it's supposed to do. <laughs> I'm, holding a, I'm holding a guitar and then I come up with like a little lick or a riff or something. I'm like, hey, as soon as this stupid computer fires up, I'm going to record this because I don't want to forget it. Um, and and that's what I tend to do. I, I tend to record right away that which I'm writing gotcha. so I don't lose it. And then it ends up becoming that. You know what I mean? It becomes that song. Yeah. Like I think, um, well, that song that we just played the clip from, 49783. Which, by the way, is the zip code for Sault Ste. Marie. 
Ah. That song is that song is like that was that was done in one day. It was written, produced, wow. the whole shebang. Holy and cow! Then, yeah, you get on a roll and you can't stop. Well, you but, don't want to. You don't want to lose it. The what? album is called Waters of the World. It's out February 2nd. Is that correct, Blaine? February 1st, yeah. Oh, February 1st. Okay, great. 1st, Even earlier. Yeah. Blaine, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate Thanks. it. Blaine, real quick, Thanks, where, can we, where can we find that? Anywhere you buy digital music. There you go. Awesome. You there can't you miss it. All right, Blaine. Thanks, boys. Thanks, Thanks for Blaine. taking some time out of your uh, vacation here. Uh, and, and this topic is uh, doing pretty well here on the phone. You know, Blake, we're going to put this in your hands. Who who should we go to first here? Peggy. Peggy. All right. Peggy, what's your side hustle, Eight seven seven forty four mitch Hi. My side gig is children's face painting. Oh. I uh, telecommunications for 38 years, and art was my love and my um, passion, I guess you could say. My youngest daughter at the time was in children's theater, and I would volunteer to do their stage makeup set painting and things like that that morphed into someone asking me would you try children's face painting i did i learned more i uh, took training and 18 years later morphed into peg effects face painting i'm in allen park but um with the uh, virus and all of that going on uh that kind of took a little Mm, right rest and that morphed into window painting. Ooh. So you asked me, have you ever tried that? And I hadn't. You're so versatile. And I did windows for, you know, the holidays. Peggy, we got 10 seconds. What What's the most pop, most asked for thing when it comes to Spider-Man. face painting? Oh. Oh. Well, you know what? Uh, we're going to get our info. We're going to next time we're on. If that happens ever again, we're going to do the entire show as Spider-Man and Ooh, Kiss. Oh, I love it! I'm going to paint a couple of uh, cat whiskers on Dave's face as we go to break. Yeah, here. please don't. Can't wait. Thanks. We'll be right back. All right, we just we spoke with uh, Blaine Fowler last segment about his side hustle coming out with a album um, in February first, Waters of the World, and we wanted to know what's your side hustle. We are here. On the Mitch Album Show, filling in, giving you, the listener, a holiday present, a Christmas present, if you will, a free promotion. Wow. Uh, it, so this may be the first and last time we do the show. Let's go out to Walt. <laughs> Walt, what is your side hustle that you wish was your real job? <laughs> Hello, my name is Walt, and uh, I entertain, and I uh, specialize in doing an Elvis tribute. Wow. wow. So... I am so fascinated with with Elvis impersonators. Number one, how do you get into that line of work? Um, I was raised on it. My dad, my dad just passed last December, but he was eighty years old. So, so he was, uh, you know, right in the thick of Elvis and the doo-wop era. And I was just raised on his music, and and Elvis stuck. And I just had this dream of doing Elvis. And you said impersonator. And that's the way it started out, but I've kind of like became a tribute. I think an impersonation is a guy that pretends and acts like. Well, I apologize. I is impersonator like a pejorative? Is that is that a, a term I shouldn't use? No, it's it's you know big sideburns and right. and uh, pompadour and jumpsuit. Or I prefer you not Elvis use that term. Much. So so Walt, yeah. <laughs> Walt, Walt, I want to know I want to know which which Elvis are you. Oh, good question, Dave. Because there was there was there was a lot of different Elvises, you know, in his time. 
So which one which one do you portray? Oh, I'm 56 years old, so that kind of like wipes out the young Elvis for me. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're, so you're so you're the older Elvis, uh, like uh, am, you know, I with am. the uh, you know uh, later on the, the with the you know with the, the shows in Vegas and uh, you know yeah. not, not the early Elvis with the, the movies and everything. Right, the jumpsuit era. Right. Got it. Gotcha. Okay. So, what kind of gigs do you play? I mean, are you are you hired for parties? Do you play like uh, local like concerts and festivals? Um, all of the above. I okay. mean, I've I do anything from from private events to um, huge. We we did the MGM outside of Cleveland. I'm oh, I'm cool. located. Wow. You know, close to Sandusky. My wife listens to Mitch all the time, so she's got him on in the. Uh, in the kitchen on the radio all Very the time true. when she's doing dishes and whatnot. So, and then today you're stuck um, with us. Right. <laughs> she told me, hey, call this number. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hey, and Walt, uh, I hate to put you on the uh, spot here, um, but could you, you, you know, feel free to give out your website or social media, but can you do it as Elvis? <laughs> well, I can do it even better because I, I was lucky enough to get a website that goes along with what we call our show. We call our show One Night With You, so... So I have always uh, had my – I have an 11-piece band, or I wow. do it as a one-man. One um, so my website is one night with you dot net. <laughs> oh, well, thing, thank thing you lives. for the call. Blake, oh, my goodness. Put on a tape from earlier. I, nothing's going to tell no, that. No, you, you, you go out on a high note. There, nothing we do for the next 20 minutes is going to be anywhere near as good as wow. that. Thank you, Walt. All right. Uh, so, yeah, if you have a side hustle that you wish was your real job, feel free to call. Uh, we, we'll get back to those. But I uh, have another question for people out there at 877-44-MITCH. And for uh, Dave and Rich and Blake, if you have one, feel free to chime in. Of all the big news stories in 2021, which ones do you think were the most impactful? Um, the two for me are, are, are obvious. Uh, the... And, and, of course, they're both tragic. Of course, uh, the Oxford shooting um, was one of the most impactful stories of, of 2021 to me. Um, you know, not not only because, um, you know, it's one of those things you see on the news and it feels like it's, you know, far, far away. And it came to our Metro Detroit community. And um, we're going to be hearing a lot about that, um, especially once the trial starts. But, you know, just the ripple effect that it had. Afterwards, I mean, the shooting itself was bad enough, and 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 the terror, and you know the the mourning of the community. But then you had all these copycats, yeah. And you know there there's fallout there there's fallout to stories like this that you don't realize in, until it happens close to home. And I feel when it comes to shocking the consciousness and kind of changing the way we live and looking at things. I think locally, to me, that that was probably the most impactful story of, of 2021. Obviously, January 6th was mm -hmm. very impactful because, you know, as we've reported with multiple stories, we're still feeling the ripple effects of that. And then one I feel was big but has kind of been swept under the, uh, the, the rug and just kind of, I don't know, overtaken by other things in, in the news cycle – uh, Simone Biles, when she pulled out of the Tokyo Olympics, um, a lot of people were baffled. They were shocked because she was the greatest of all time. Uh, you know, she was a, a, a killer cyborg in the last Olympics. And she pulled out 
and said it was because of her mental health. And, of course, there's a lot of speculation. Uh, there is a lot of talking heads trying to give analysis. Um, and then there was a, a reason that she later went on to explain being one of the factors in her pulling out and her having a hard time with her with her mental game. And we didn't really this, – this kind of went over our heads when it happened. But if you guys remember – um, in September, there was a, 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 a congressional committee that had the victims of Larry Nasser um, testifying in front of them. And they're talking about the completely botched FBI investigation and, and all that. And in that, um, in that testimony, Simone Biles said that the abuse that she suffered at the hands of Larry Nasser uh, was one of the major factors of her you know, having troubles with her mental health, for lack of a better word, in the Tokyo Olympics um, and, and and you know, threw off her mental game and, and made her feel like she couldn't compete. And and I, I was just watching them like like a light bulb. Went. It's like, yeah. of course, you know, yeah, there's all these. Right, there, right. Most people, when, when she pulled out, they were very sympathetic and very supportive. Um, and then there were people who weren't. And I don't even think that was in, in like, the, the back of their head. And it just kind of goes to show you that athletes are human, um, that your actions towards people have consequences and, and, and have huge ripple effects. I think you hit the nail on the head right there. And if you look at one all-encompassing theme that runs through all three of those stories, it's mental health. Mm-hmm. So you think of the, um, you think of the gun, the gun person. In that at Oxford, in, at Oxford, yep. he suffered mental health issues. You think of certainly those folks. Uh, anything that persuades you to try and overtake the capital, mm-hmm. I would submit that you have some mental health issues. And I think the recognition of that, the recognition of mental health, instead of being something that, uh, as you say, has gotten swept under the rug over the years and has been neglected, we're starting to see more action on that. Yeah. We're starting to see more people care about that. And it's my hope that someday insurance companies and uh, other institutions who deal with medicine will be able to acknowledge that and recognize it and cut people the same kind of break that they do with somebody who has a broken leg. Right. Or a car accident or something like that. Well, and Rich, I mean, that observation you made, that even dawned on me that there's this, this mental health thread kind of going Throughout, uh, throughout, you know, all, all these stories that I found to be the most impactful, and those are just a few. I have a longer list, but those sure. were just just my top three. And I think we are making progress. I, I feel like going back to Simone Biles after she said that, "Hey, look, my my head's not where it's supposed to be." Yeah. Um, you know, she said part 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 of the struggle she was having with her mental health. She wasn't able to 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 know where she was twirling in the air which could be very dangerous and then disorienting yeah and then after she after she was the first one to to come forward and say look uh you know my my head is my head and my heart and my mental health are not where they should be you had other athletes coming out and saying oh yeah i've 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 battled this yeah there's your impact yeah right there and for the for the better i think and you know it's a shame that it takes somebody at the top of their profession or, or the top of, 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 of what they do to come out and say, I'm, I'm having 
struggles with this to get other people to, mm-hmm. to, to come out and say that they feel it too. But that, that's why it's important to, to, you know, to be as open and honest as you can and open as honest as you feel comfortable being. Well, for her to have even done that is probably, well, I don't know if it's fair to say because I'm not her, mm-hmm. so I'm not in her mindset, but she probably gathered strength from the other people who came forward about uh, right. Nasser. Right, And that in itself was an impactful It had thing. to have been very validating because I'm sure, I, I'm sure that it was a very scary thing to get all the way to the, the Tokyo Olympics and literally the whole world is watching you saying, she's going she's gonna to break all these records. Right. So she probably felt like she was letting a lot of people down and for people to have her back like that was probably very validating. Mm-hmm. Late to the break, 877-44-MITCH, 877-44-MITCH, talking about uh, the big news stories that you thought were the most impactful for 2021. Also, uh, talking about your side hustles. If you have something you want to promote in honor of uh, our friend Blaine Fowler's upcoming album, you can call in on that, 877-44-MITCH. And we got Dave Stack of Stuff, still a lot to do in this final segment. It's the Mitch Album Show. Mike Parsons, Rich Luzinski, Dave Rieger, and Blake Matrizak. News Talk 760 WJR. A lot to do. So little time. Let's get right back to the phones. We talked to, to uh, Blaine Fowler early on about uh, the album he's putting out, and we want to know what your side hustle is. Uh, Matt, what's your side hustle? Hey, uh, is this Mitch album? <laughs> uh, well, today we are, there's three of us playing the parts of Mitch album. My oh, Christian well, name well, is hey, Mike. Mitch, th- Mike, this is this is Matt from Ferndale, and my side hustle is improvised comedy. Really? There was a yeah. little bit of that you just be- now. A little bit, yeah. That's a taste of, of all of my glory. Wow. So, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for calling, Matt. Music, so not not just music, but improv comedy as well. Uh, were were you bored with music? You were bored with improv, so you decided to put them together to challenge yourself. How did you? Uh, how did you evolve into that, Matt from Ferndale? Oh gosh, well, you know, one thing leads to another, and once you're on a stage doing stuff that you've rehearsed, the next logical step is to do stuff on a stage that you haven't rehearsed. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I, I mean, when you're when you're doing improv, you have to be pretty locked mm-hmm. in with somebody else. I mean. If if you're doing improv with someone who doesn't know what they're doing, that's got to be kind of brutal, doesn't it? Well, here's the thing. It's not really being locked in. It's being flexible and responding to whatever the other person does. And actually doing improv with someone, like, very inexperienced can be a lot of fun and kind of like a learning experience. Sure. Now, the improv community, because there, there's a huge improv community here in Detroit, you got what? Sure. You, you got uh, Go Improv in Ferndale. You got Planet Ant. I'm sure there's other big ones uh, that I'm missing here. Um, but is is the improv scene is it is it competitive or is it tight knit? Oh, that depends on who you ask. <laughs> I'm asking I, you. I, I would say I would say it's a little bit of both. I guess I guess you should ask me. Here I am. Uh, it's a little bit of both. I would say. Uh, like there's there's so many spots on on home teams and launch groups and all of that kind of thing, uh, but it's it is all because of like the art form compared to other forms of comedy like stand up for instance. Like you kind of have to be on good terms with people because right. you could be doing stuff with them at any point. So 
so there is like some competitiveness for the slots, which are, you know, there's few like prestige spots in improv. But it, but in general, like it's still a collaborative uh, scene. Yeah. Is this kind of like the whose line is it anyway TV show type stuff? No, uh, the improv that I, I mean, there is some of that. Yes, that is that is an example of improv. Go Comedy in Ferndale does a lot of that on Friday and Saturday nights. Um, but there's also a version of improv that looks more like sketch comedy, like SNL. Ah. Kids in the hall. Okay. Well, I'll uh, talk- but it, but but there's no script, so it's people kind of making up characters and plots in real time with each other. Well, I'll hmm. tell you what, Matt. If you need someone to do Elvis for your improv, we've got a guy for you. <laughs> uh, go well, ahead you and play. It, it just so happens that I I'm doing a show at Planet Ant every single Thursday night, and oh. it's called Ants in the Hall, and it's sort of a kind of scripted, kind of improvised variety show. Where we're going to have uh, stand-ups and musical guests and character bits, maybe magicians. So Ooh. Elvis, we should we should get in touch. You know, go on down, Elvis. That Matt told what? you where where yeah. you need to be. Is that a is that a takeoff on Kids in the Hall? Of course it is. Yeah, yeah. but it's also a play on the fact that we are performing in Ant Hall at Hamtramck. Oh. Well, you know, Planet Ant Complex. Canadian humor is about as British as I want my humor to be. So I'm a big fan. All right, Matt. You you, right. you they, still, they still spell color incorrectly, but like yeah, they still right. look like Americans. Yeah. Well, yeah. in that case, they're dead to me. All right, Matt. If you have anything <laughs> else to plug, the next fifteen seconds are yours. Uh oh. To to just piggyback on what you were saying about mental health, I just got back from my psychiatrist where he gave me new pills for anti uh, depression and also for. Uh, the other one that I take for mania, and everybody should be cool about it. Just take drugs and go talk to people if you're unwell. <laughs> yeah, Bye. drop the stigma. Right. If this were Saturday, if this was serious satellite radio, I would say f the stigma. Maybe that would be our uh, sure. Jeez, Matt just ran the gamut, and I think I think I know who Matt is. He's he's an old friend of ours. Uh, Dave, we talked earlier. I think I even recognized who Matt was. Wow, I'm wow. gonna bring a can of raid to that little ant thing. <laughs> you should right. Right, if the cops trying to bust it up. That's what they. That's what they do. <laughs> they just spray the stage. So, Dave, uh, you've got some breaking news about uh, New Year's Eve. Yeah, interesting story. Obviously, uh, people uh, when they think of New Year's Eve, they think of the the ball dropping at Times Square in New York. Well, I found this story that uh, apparently around the United States there are other items that drop. Besides the ball, for instance, <laughs> if you're in Miami, Pitbull drops. They have a 30 foot, 2,000 pound neon sign depicting a sunglass wearing orange. Wow, that will be that, that sounds be, like a sponsorship uh, opportunity. Cool. Uh, and then in Georgia, they're going to be a, uh, a giant peach. Okay, I was okay. going to guess that. Pennsylvania has. An three, Amish. They have three different kinds. They have a... Oh, wow, three. In the Beth- Liberty Bell's going to In, in, in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, a 400-pound peep. Pe- wow. like, 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 like the candy. Like the marble oh, candy. Yeah. Oh, my God. The, the yeah. polarizing Easter candy. In Lebanon, Pennsylvania, a 12-foot, 200-pound custom-made piece of bologna. <laughs> All right. Must be a big export from then there. Then in Hershey, yep, you guessed it, a 300-pound aluminum replica of a kiss, a Hershey's kiss. Wow. What would Michigan drop? 
Michigan, funny you ask. Oh, Blaine Fowler's new album, in, <laughs> February 1st. In Traverse City. Uh, Just in time uh, for like Groundhog's Day. Giant cherry. Yep, that would make sense. Yes. I was going to guess an apple. But I think uh, Michael's favorite uh, was the, Cadillac. in Raleigh, North Carolina, a 10-foot-tall, 1,250-pound acorn made of copper and steel. Wow. wow. This sounds like it's just rife with danger and potential <laughs> disaster. I mean, in other places, different things are going to be dropping besides the ball in uh, Times Square. Right. So there you go. So Idaho, a, a, a potato. If I had a choice, I'd go to the bologna drop, I guess, if I had to pick one. Okay. Oh, that'd be yeah. dope. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So uh, before we get out of here... Uh, there is this woman named Annie Bond. She is a waitress at an L.A. hotspot, and she dropped a TikTok. Speaking of dropping. Yeah, right. She dropped a TikTok for the new year um, talking about which celebrities were good customers and which weren't. I, I was going to give you some names real quick before you get out of here. Uh, Lady Gaga, do you think she was a good customer or was she rude? Good customer. Good customer. Yep. She gets a five-star out of ten. She called her a goddess. Um, what wow. about uh, Ryan Gosling? Would he be a good customer or a jerk? He was kind of a jerk. Uh, it turns out, at least in this waitress's experience, Ryan Gosling and Ava Mendez, uh, she called them so casual, so gorgeous, so polite. 11 wow. out of 10. How he nice. seems like the best person ever. Ryan Gosling? That's just because he's handsome. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see you two together. The only person she said was a jerk was Judd Apatow and his his actress wife, Leslie Mann. Oh, yeah. uh, Really? Yeah. Well, that's all we can tell you for now. Everybody, thanks for tuning in. We had a blast. Thanks to Blake and management and everyone. Bye.